future. There are no people. There are no people in the future. No people at all. There are no people in the future. Where did all my people go? There are no people in the future. Let me try my people call. Everybody, welcome, welcome. It is Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. Yes, welcome to the Wednesday show with Cyril Michaleko. It's great to have Cyril back. Cyril, of course, is the editor-in-chief at the Bucks County Beacon, and he joins me to dig into pressing issues in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and hell, across the globe. The show is part of Raging Chickens Family of Podcasts, our Monday evening interview show, and our Friday Politics Roundup where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. You can get all our shows by subscribing to our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also help out the show by heading over to our YouTube channel, if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like the stream for this show, and hit that notification bell so you know every time that we go live. You can check out all the great work at the Bucks County Beacon at buckscountybeacon.com. That's buckscountybeacon.com. And you can sign up for Cyril's newsletter on Substack. That's cyrilmikaleko.substack.com. Links for those are in today's show notes. You can help support this show by becoming a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress. Your support has helped make today's show possible. And you can also make sure to join our Discord server. We've got info on how to do that in today's show notes. Special shout-out goes to Jonathan Mann, who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future. Check out all his great stuff on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter at, at @sagadayman. That's with two N's at, at @sagadayman on Twitter. And yes, everybody, pets are welcome on our show. <laughs> and everybody, want to remind you, do not let Paul Martino and his oligarch friends buy our schools and push extremist politics in our community. Raging Chicken has teamed up with levelfield.net. That's levelfield.net to launch a truly community-rooted pack to invest in organizing, support local and statewide progressive candidates, and unmask the toxic organizations injecting our communities with right-wing extremism. We're putting small dollar donations to work to beat back the power of big money. You can get more information and drop your donation at ragingchicken.levelfield.net. Well, on today's show, uh, well, I wish we weren't getting to this point, but on today's show, Cyril and I will be digging into the ongoing school board saga at Central Bucks School District. In particular, the school board's new book banning policy. Yes, the school board met again last night and passed the controversial policy by a six to three vote. Parents, students and community members rallied outside the meeting and expressed their opposition to the policy in the meeting. And once again, Central Bucks is putting itself in the national spotlight for what happens when extremists take over. Well, that doesn't seem like a good welcoming, but good morning, Cyril. How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing all right, Kevin. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, well, you got it. Um, can't say that it is uh, great news day um, in the wake of uh, last night's school board meeting uh, around this book banning policy. No, it's not. Um, you know, I think a lot of people kind of were really hit hard by this. You know, it's just like you knew this, you were expecting this to happen, but, you know, until it actually does, 
um, you don't really don't feel the kind of like you know ramifications, especially after a lot of the you know physical, intellectual, and emotional labor you know people have been putting into you know organizing resistance to this um, you know censorship and book banning policy that the right wing school board kind of like pushed down the throats of the majority of parents, students, teachers, and librarians. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, one hundred percent. Well, I want to. I want to. I want to get into what so the implications are going to be. Talk a little bit about the well, the school board meeting that happened last night um, and how this ended up going going down. But before we get there, especially for folks who again are necessarily not well versed in what's been happening here in, in Central Box, people are coming from our broader listener community. Can you talk us through a little bit about how we got here? Right? What was the? When did this show up? Um, and why are we even considering this, and what is this book banning policy all about? Sure. I mean, if you look at it from like a macro level, like this is part of like a national campaign, right? And, and this was something that was right. really spearheaded by like Christopher Rufo, and it really like started to rear its head, um, you know, with this whole anti-critical race theory hysteria, right? And then like once they set the table for that, they focused in on library books and libraries. Um, so now locally, you know, I, I would put a lot of the responsibility on this, um, you know, with like local, you know, right wing actors in the community. Um, one in particular, I, I would say, would be like T.J. Cosin, and so he's a Central Bucks parent. Also, um, was is or supposedly was now um, the head of the Proud American Patriots Network. And so what this group is, is it's a 3% militia group. Now that's just, that's not my opinion. Right? Right. Like these are their documents that before they scrubbed from the internet after they were exposed um, when they had planned to join a reopen bucks picnic and stake out um, an August a school board meeting starting at noon until it started um, before it was canceled. They had documents online that said, and I'm quoting, the 3% movement is not just you and me. There are sheriffs, police officers, firefighters, medics, nurses, teachers, doctors, etc. Right. And, you know, so this group, then we later find out from the investigative reporting of um, PA Spotlight, was directly involved with creating a website called Woke PA. And what Woke PA is just kind of like a one-stop shop for various school boards across Bucks County and across Pennsylvania to cherry pick materials from certain literature. A lot of it is, you know, LGBTQ literature and kind of like use that as a, you know, a clarion call, you know, for their other like far-right instigators in the in the, the, their various communities, respective communities, um, in order to kind of like inundate uh, school board meetings with like this ridiculous, you know, with these ridiculous accusations um, that librarians and teachers are quote unquote grooming students because there's certain books that have, you know, that might have like a sexual passage included in it. And so, this, you know, they are like one of the main actors here. And then what we know from them 
and from the parents that were kind of like citing their website at the local school board meetings, like the Proud American Patriot Network, they endorsed three of the sitting school board candidates when they were running, right? right. They gave them their endorsement. It was Jim Pepper, Deborah Cannon, and Lisa Sissio. They were all endorsed by the same group that's pushing this book banning kind of hysteria. And they all subsequently voted for this policy, which essentially gave, you know, granted, you know, this far right group and their, you know, followers and fellow travelers wishes. You know, I think it's uh, it was good to see uh, Chris Ullery basically published a piece this past week in uh, um, the Courier Times basically about kind of woke PA, which, again, I mean, I, you know, better now than never. Um, and um, but I mean, I give full credit to what you've been doing at the Bucks County Beacon and like you said, po uh, uh, PA Spotlight for basically tracking this stuff early and often, right? Because without the work that, the spade work that you've all been doing, and let's say a lot of activists in the community who've been trying to uncover what the money is behind these organizations and these campaigns, without that work, um, this would have just come, This people would just be thinking like, oh, there's, they're trying to protect our kids, would not understand what the agenda is that's behind it. Um, and to see that we're getting to this point where it's not just the extremists shouting, you know, uh, you know, horrific things at school board meetings or making all sorts of kind of anti anti LGBTQ claims at school board meetings, like a bunch of, you know, kind of crazies or people on the margin of societies. We're seeing this now in the policies in the school being able to pass by six to three. Um, despite kind of opposition for the community. So, I mean, we're at that point now where this stuff is cemented in and like literal militia organizations, right, <laughs> have been able to influence and push policies that are basically going to impact the kids in our schools now. Yeah, them and then like supplemented by like, you know, well-funded um, AstroTurf groups like Moms for Liberty, um, you know, speaking of one of the activists and, and writers that um, write for the Beacon and had been doing quite a bit of work even before that is Diana Legerman, who just published an article, um, AstroTurfing in Central Buck School District, Moms for Liberty and, books, and Book Bands. And so like two of these um, endorsed candidates, these candidates endorsed by the 3% militia cell in Bucks County, were also Moms for Liberty. And, you know, if, if you follow the news even the slightest bit, you, you know that Moms for Liberty is like the main actor in this whole nationwide like book banning campaign that we're seeing um, in various school boards across the country. 100%. So we've get this policy, we get we got outside organizations, you got militia organizations, well organized and in many cases well funded extremist right wing organizations basically pushing these kind of policies. Um, members of the community taking it out, endorsed candidates on the school board supporting these kinds of policies and in cases writing these policies or pushing the policies. And uh, this was originally put back, uh, if I remember, back in May where the initial kind of book banning policy was uh, being offered. They had some revisions that were meant to it, and it was up for a final vote last night at the Central Bucks School Board meeting. Um, so can you take us into that meeting and kind of what happened at that meeting and where we are now? Sure. I mean, first, like, you know, before the meeting, um, you know, the, the, the community turned out. They, they, they stepped up and they spoke out. Um, Central Bucks School District Community Against Book Bans organized a 
an amazing press conference um, with about 200 people uh, right before the uh, school board meeting, um, you know, where you had different community members, students, recent graduates, um, parents, the ACLU of PA, uh, PFLAG, you know, all showing up to speak out, you know, to just reiterate what everyone, you know, who's been following this story already knows. And that's that this library policy is an express way to censorship and book banning. Um, so I, you know, it was really inspiring, kind of like seeing, you know, seeing that organized and organized so successfully, um, you know, because we're going to need to see more of that moving forward because, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, they're not done with this. This is, you know, just part of like phase one of their plans to kind of gut and, you know, completely transform public education. Um, in the meeting, you know, what you saw is probably, I would say like 90% of the speakers, again, speaking out against this policy, pleading with the school board, not to mention Superintendent Lukabal, right, to please at least like, you know, press pause on this. This doesn't have to be passed right now during the summer, right? Um, you can wait on this because obviously there's some issues, right? There's confusion. You know, they were even confused about, um, you know, their own policy. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, but and not surprisingly, it fell on deaf ears. You know, and, and then, you know, when it got to like, you know, after public comment and then when it got to, you know, a conversation among, you know, the school board members, like a simple question was asked. Who wrote the policy? The yeah, right wing school board members would not answer it. They refused to answer. They refused to take responsibility, you know, for who was responsible for putting this book banning policy together. I mean, that, you know, you would, this is supposed to be like a small d democratic body, right? Accountable to the voters and to taxpayers of the school district. At the very least, there should be transparency about how policies are made and passed. So we couldn't even figure out who wrote this policy, you know, and who is responsible for, you know, plagiarizing 50% of it from the Texas Education Agency, like we pointed out after huh. we ran it through a plagiarism checker. <laughs> right. Um, right. <laughs> so whoever is responsible gets an F from me, um, you know, an automatic F for plagiarism. Um, but, you know, I think that that spoke volumes. I think the fact that Superintendent Lukaba had nothing to say about that speaks volumes about the content of his character. Right. And his role in all of this. And then as like, you know, as a, a couple of the dissenting school board members, uh, Tabitha D'Angelo and Karen Smith, um, you know, we're trying to kind of like start a conversation. Right. About what the concerns are so that the far right, you know, school board members could kind of, you know, at least attempt to address them, you know, either they were kind of talked over um, or at one point, um, you know, school board president Dana Hunter, you know, she said she that she literally said that I don't know that I wish to engage in a discussion, right? Like they're passing this policy that's going to have these like broad implications for, you know, educators, teachers, librarians, students, parents, and they don't even want to talk about it. So, 
you it's know, incredible. any illusion. Yeah. I mean, it, it, any illusions that people have like that, you know, that this right wing school board is, you know, going to pay any mind or even in the sl- give any effort into consensus building, let alone listening. You know, you should just smash that illusion now and just like recognize like this school board has power. They seized power thanks in part to like aspiring oligarch Paul Martino and his Martino money. And now they're going to use and exercise that power to push as many of their far right, um, you know, policy uh, um, wish list as possible. And this is what you have to deal with. Right. And, And so like this is what people have to reconcile with now moving forward because like this you know this was a defeat for the community um and it was a win you know unfortunately they they see it as a win a win for the far right i mean even you know uh far right uh you know radio host dom giordano like put down his dog whistle for a second to tweet out that this was a great win right on his twitter account um so that's what they see that and then you know and then that's a signal to other school boards you know across bucks county and across the state if not the country um that they can kind of like do the same thing that they can you know, push through a, a policy that, you know, their own librarians and teachers say amounts to censorship and um, book banning, that the ACLU of Pennsylvania, the American Library Association, Office of Intellectual Freedom, um, the Education Law Center of PA, um, experts in, you know, First Amendment and education law say is censorship and amounts to book banning. And just say, you know what, we don't care. We're going to do it anyway, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Well, and it's it's even more than just, okay, we're just going to put it out there. We're going to be done with it. You also had a piece that you published in The Beacon that basically said, oh, yeah, and they're prepared to spend up to $15,000 a month, right, to a PR firm, right, to go out and spin these policies, right, um, so that they get the protection from it. So they're willing to kind of dig into the coffers of the district, right, to basically spin their policies too as well. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not even, it's not that they're prepared to do it. Like, they did it. They voted on that last night. It. And so that was like, you know, after they passed this policy, they voted to approve $15,000 a month contract with this PR firm to spin their divisive policies like this book banning, um, you know, like the tearing down of LGBTQ flags from classrooms. Um, and, and, and what they get with this is a... a a crisis communications team that's available to them 24-7. So, you know, they probably kind of were able to hit the ground running last night as soon as this meeting was over because there's a crisis in Central Bucks, a crisis of confidence that this school board, you know, this the majority members of the school board and this, um, you know, their co-conspirator in, in this, which is Dr. Abe Lukabaugh, because that's what he is. Like, that's not, you know, hyperbole. He is working with them hand in glove to push this agenda. He published an op-ed that was completely dishonest um, with school board president Dana Hunter in the Bucks County Courier Times saying that this doesn't amount to censorship. This doesn't amount to book banning. Um, They sent that out onto the district email list. They didn't bother to tell anyone else in, in in the school board. Right. Um, and, and he's he's dismissive of 
the criticisms of the community of his own teachers who he's he's supposed to represent his teachers and librarians he doesn't have their back he doesn't have their back at all and they no. know that and and, and like and, you know i i've talked to um a staffer at the district and the staffer told me that morale is really low and it's just going to plummet so he's willing to lie and say this doesn't amount to book banning even though if you look at the policy, it does. Like, So let's look at the policy just real quick, just a few quick points. Yep, yep. One is that it's very vague, right? And you know, as the ACLU put it, it, it's probably vague by design. So like some of the language that they use is like implied nudity. Like what is that? Can you define that? What is implied nudity in a book? How you identify that? Cyril, how is that, that means when somebody goes to take a shower. Someone goes to take a shower, that is potential up for, uh, you know, I mean, seriously. <laughs> exactly. And, and and so here, they're flagging books with, quote unquote, implied nudity because of their like puritanical vision of what a school library should look like. Right. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and blow the whistle on a book that has actual nudity, all right? I'm sorry if I you know, offend anyone, but um, in the Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel, Mouse, there is a naked mouse you know, in that book. And to suggest that that might be pulled because of this, you know, isn't me making something up. It's been pulled because of that and in, in, a, in a district in Tennessee by school board members that share similar politics than the school board members that we have here. You know, the school, and, and the policy also talks about appropriateness, very vague, subjective. Um, we don't, they don't even have a process laid out about how for, for the parents, and it's not just parents too, like anyone in the district can challenge a book, right? Anyone. So if like, I, I don't know if you remember, like back in November, there was that school board meeting where, you know, two um, individuals, Art Lawson and Ed Mackhouse, were like vomiting anti-Semitic yes. conspiracies and, and transphobic lies. Like they, if they live in the district, they in theory could challenge books, right? Um, and just an interesting side note, you know, I, I love how President Dana Hunter was so quick to protect their free speech, right, when, when they were vomiting this bile and hate and it was upsetting people, yet when their fellow school board members just want to have a conversation about, you know, this policy, they shut it down. They just shut it right. down completely and moved directly to a vote. You know, and then they're talking, you know, in the policy, it talks about nonfiction resources, like to incorporate accurate and authentic factual content. Well, that's what nonfiction is, right, to begin with. So, like, what that's signaling is that they want to decide what is accurate. Correct. And like what is authentic factual content. And so we know by like the politics of, you know, the Proud American Patriot Network, the Moms for Liberty, you know, and, and their marionettes and the school board, you know, they have like a very kind of like jingoistic, you know, version and vision of what America is. So, you know, them and their parents, right, you know, and their proxies, you know, in the audience that they place in, the, in these school board meetings, you know, they, they in theory, they could challenge, you know, in, in Council Rock South, 
Um, you know, they have a book called, um, highly recommended, a great book, Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee. Right? Yes. Which wonderful. is a history of the American West, like told through the Native American experience, right? So this isn't very flattering to, you know, the white settler colonialists or the US government because the history of the American West as experienced by Native Americans is one of rape, pillage and genocide, you know, by the ruling whites in the country. And, and so in theory, that could be, you know, challenged and removed you know, and then never mind, again, going back to, um, you know, who are the designees that that um, Dr. Luca Ball is going to kind of like put on this committee to decide this. Like, you know, the, the school board is going to kind of like stack this with their people. Right. Um, you know that he at best is spineless you know, but probably more factually is kind of complicit like this. Like we can't trust him to like stand up no way. You know, for books like this. And then in the policy itself, it states like any materials removed pursuant to the challenge process will not be returned to the to the library without meeting the criteria for selection as outlined in this policy. So what that means is Essentially, unless these books are rewritten, right, and, and certain parts are edited out, they're not coming back. Yet, Dr. Exactly. Lukaball, Dana Hunter, Glassbaum, oh, this isn't book banning. This isn't about removing books. Well, you know, what is it? You know, we're just disappearing them permanently, right? right. Because that's right. what it is. Exactly. 100%. And like, look, this is where to go back where we started in some ways. This is where this is this is kind of like national in scope. So there's two things that that we've tried both on this show with Cyril on my shows kind of on a regular basis try to always point out what is happening at these school board levels, right? Are the trial runs, right, for bigger movements, right? They are the grassroots mobilization the the kind of materialization of a kind of a broader kind of right-wing agenda. And because these are connected to well-funded groups, these is part of a national thing. So we can also turn to what's happening nationally to actually see what's coming down the pike. So I hope to have a guest on the upcoming, uh, in the next, next couple of weeks, is kind of going to nail down, nail down some of this stuff, who's actually talking about this stuff. Um, uh, Luisa Marcella Osala, uh, uh, Osa, I'm sorry. So, for example, she was pointing out, she's writing about this, and uh, talk about, look what's happening in Ohio. They're just posting out a both sides bill. That means that what everyone at both sides had to be represented. So... On one side, it says slavery is bad, while both sides mean you have to have slavery is good, right? I mean, what the hell is this? And some of the the hearings have been have been on the on the verge of comical if they weren't so serious, right? I mean, how are you going to defend what's so okay? You want to be against racism, and then you have to show what the other side pro racism. I mean, how does this work? This is what the right wing has kind of geared itself up to do. So we're going to see that stuff happening at the state level, too, as well, which is why these midterm elections are so important. But right now, it seems like we've got to start digging in for the kind of next round of school board elections and continue the mobilization and organization that's on the ground. So, I mean, Cyril, given this stuff, I mean, this is serious stuff. I mean, there's it's not like we can wish this away right at this point. I know the ACLU is talking about court challenges and so on. 
But what do you see foresee happening in the kind of the near future? And what do you think this means going forward? Sure. Um, first, again, I just want to reiterate, like, just the amazing job that a lot of members of the community did, kind of like organizing against this, um, talking to their neighbors, getting getting them to turn out, writing letters and op-eds in the newspaper, you know, whether it's uh, Kate Nazimi or Kelly DeJong um, or Marlene. Um, so, you know, the, on the, you know, while we're dealing with this kind of like, you know, far right threat that actually has power. Like there is, you know, an, a, a, a kind of robust resistance, right? That's growing. And so, you know, I would just say that, you know, don't fall into despair because this is, um, and then just recognize like, this isn't going to be, you know, the last time we're disappointed. Um, in the coming months, for sure, you know, because they're going to go after curriculum next, and I'm hearing it's that social uh, studies curriculum is on the you know chopping block. Um, so we have to, I think, just like you know, short term is just like keep doing things like that, that press conference, and just getting the message out to this community because, like, you know. I'd like to think that this isn't like, you know, some like, you know, progressive versus like, you know, far right, you know, battle here. Like, I, I would like to think that like a majority of the community is actually against this. Right. And that you just unfortunately, we found ourselves in a position um, where we have a school board um, that is just going to kind of like prioritize, you know, the whims and wants of a loud, vocal and toxic minority. Um, more longer term is that, you know, while you're building like, like kind of like grassroots, um, you know, power and organization, you know, you definitely, ha we definitely just, that has to be channeled into elections, right? And like you said, on multiple levels, uh, you know, we, we need a congressperson that's going to kind of like speak out and stand up um, to this, like Ashley has. We obviously need new school board members, right, to replace these. Um, and, you know, if, if Doug Mastriano wins the governorship, you know, what I just said might be a moot point because if he well, gets, it, you know, it will set the things back an additional decade. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's that quote, like, you know, the arc of justice, like, or the arc of history, like bends towards justice. Like right now it feels like, you know, the arc of history is just like Sisyphus, just like moving that rock up to the top of the hill and then just falling back down and starting all over again. Like given like all these like rollbacks that we're seeing with our rights, not just in our school board, but like across the country, you know, with women's, you know, you know bodily autonomy, et cetera. Right, um, 100%. But, you know, maybe that, that's what the struggle is, right? Like that's what, right. you know, that's how, how we have to kind of like, just like reconcile with that moving forward. But you have to just kind of keep keep struggling, keep pushing. Well, you know, and that, absolutely. And that, but that quote, right? I think like on the one hand, even like, like Dr. Martin Luther King himself was actually saying, you know, it's like, okay, yes, the arc of, uh, the arc of history is long, but it bends toward justice. And, but that kind of slowly got removed from kind of like material organizing at some point, right? Where people thought that, oh, that history happens by itself, right? Um, but as I said in the show multiple times, yes, it bends towards justice, but it doesn't do it on its own. It does through, through 
people's actions and organizing and mobilization. That is the only thing that has has righted the ship. And, you know, what we're seeing is essentially a return to, you know, the Lochner era when it comes to the Supreme Court. We're seeing kind of rollbacks to kind of like, you know, like neo Jim Crow levels, right, in school boards and schools across the country. Um, and, you know, we're playing catch up. And I think it's just a fact that we've got to we've got to we've got to understand. Yeah. And, I, you know, the, just one other point I, I want to make, like I had a conversation with one of the um, recent uh, CB East alums who spoke last night, Sarah Zhang, um, and she's writing a piece for us that I'm hoping to get up today. Um, you know, which, when, when we talked, you know, what she said um, is that she believes that like students need to kind of like step up more right and students need to be at the forefront you know especially with the, with these actions that are affect you know impacting their own education like they need to be like organizing and mobilizing and speaking out and demanding a seat at the table because these poli- they they're the ones that are ultimately affected by these policies and what we've seen is that students can make a difference like in central york where you know a very organized, um, diverse, age diverse, racially diverse, um, you know, sexual identity diverse coalition of students organized, sustained protests were able to demand that their voices were heard. You know, their message was spread not only across their district but across the country and the world actually, and they were able to roll back a racist book ban and material ban that their right-wing dominant school board had put into place, which was like banning like, you know, books, you know, such subversive books as the children's book, I Am Rosa Parks, right? You know, that's what, right. that, right. this is like what we're dealing with now. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and that, that's, you know, and there are like some like amazing, you know, students that are organizing in Bucks County. Um, like Alexandra Coffey, who spoke as well last night, um, and Annika. Um, but obviously there needs to be more, right? You know, and, and, and I think like part of like the strategy of this school board um, about doing this in the summer was kind of like catching that break, you know, when like, you know, not only parents are kind of like, out, um, you know, and, you know, doing vacation and, and, and trying to kind of like enjoy their lives, you know, but, you know, students are kind of checked out too. And I would be too, right. like after, you know, um, a long school year. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, and, and I think we will see this, like between like the school boards and just like, you know, with abortion rights um, on that have been kind of rolled back 50 years um, and with the you know, with the threat of outright bans, um, you know, I, I think students, you know, they, they're mobilizing and, and let's just hope that that continues to grow and that they're, you know, maybe, you know, beyond Bucks County, there begins to, you know, ha- there begins uh, a student movement across the state, like begins to coordinate as well. 100%. Well, look, this is an open invite to any kind of student organizers, community organizations out there that are uh, want to uh, looking for every venue as possible to kind of amplify the messages and the work that's going on down. You have an open invite here at Altaku Podcast. This is uh, you just shoot me an email at ragingchicken at gmail.com. You could uh, shoot DM me on Twitter at, at RC Press. 
Um, and, you know, we will do our part to try to um, amplify the message of the work that you're doing here. And Cyril, I got to say, look, the Bucks County Beacon has become an indispensable um, part of this movement by um, being a venue where, one, just these issues are being covered. Right. Um, that I, and again, you've been tuned into these dynamics that we're seeing outplayed out for, for months. Right. I mean, if not like since since you first took helm of the beacon. Right. Um, has been a square focus on this stuff. Um, so I also encourage anybody who can well, obviously get over and kind of read the beacon, uh, but also help support the beacon if you can. Um, they have ways of kind of uh, that you can join in. You can help support it financially. Um, you can share it around and making sure people um, are you know getting their eyes on this stuff and sharing it with their friends. So I want to thank you and everyone at The Beacon for the amazing work that you're doing, Cyril. It's really, um, you know, it's been, like I say, you've, you know, The Beacon has become an indispensable tool as part of this, as part of the movement. No, I appreciate that. And, you know, and, and I just appreciate how the community has embraced it, um, not just as a resource, um, but as something to participate in. Um, because we have 100%. just an amazing community of writers um, you know, Barbara Simmons, Anusha, uh, Diana, Kirsten, Kelly. We have student writers like Sarah and Alexandra. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm leaving out people. I apologize. Uh, Jenny Stevens. Um, you know, it's like it's like so the Gilligan's it, Island thing. And the right. rest. There you go. So um, and, and, and that's just been like really, you know, part of the exciting you know, part of this project is just kind of like seeing it grow um, and then just seeing it truly become, you know, a grassroots participatory media outlet. 100%. Well, Cyril, I really appreciate you taking the time out um, today, uh, especially in the in the wake of the school board meeting here. Um, uh, hope that we can get together uh, a little bit more quickly next time. I know our schedules have been absolutely insane. Uh, mine have been away, coming back, and all sorts of craziness happening here as yours as well. But thanks for taking time today, and I look forward to talking to you again, man. Thanks, Kevin. I'll talk to you soon. All right, you got it. All right, this is Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. I want to remind you can help support this show by heading on to patreon.com slash rcpress, where you can become a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Uh, remember, Friday, we'll be here with Amy Connect once again. Uh, we'll be giving our Friday politics roundup on the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. We're off next week, but then we return the following week. We're going to raise some hell. See ya!